And we're back on the Nobody's Famous podcast. Uh, we have a special guest with us today, um, the one and the only, Barzan Jafar. I don't, I don't know which accent to go with, but thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> My first question for you is, can you do a, uh, a Scottish accent or just be a Scottish person looking for a mansion in Jumeirah Village Triangle, please? <laughs> See, well, the problem is you didn't know what you're looking at over there. I mean, you've got a circle, you've got a triangle, uh, you've got a lot of different shapes in Dubai, but you need to really understand what you're doing. You know, if you want to get a villa, you go to GVC, not to JVT. It's very dangerous over there. Man. <laughs> We're going to talk about your uh, stand-up comedy career very soon. I'll tell you that. Um, Merzan. Or their lack of. Their lack of. <laughs> Maybe after this show. Um, yeah, really. Um, Merzan, uh, thank you for being on the show. Thanks uh, for having me. A bit me. of a context. Um, so, uh, you know, you, uh, you manage... Uh, quite a bit <laughs> in the family business uh, and you um, yeah. I know that you're a hard worker I, just, I don't actually know what you do that's, so, that's a great point either yeah. do I at times <laughs> <laughs> so um, and and um, your father is quite successful and uh, and yeah. um, God bless is, yeah. is it is it sometimes hard do you feel yourself is it hard to not to be sucked into the family business or hmm. sometimes that you should be like your father? No, it's, I think one good thing that my parents have taught me, or at least life has taught me, is coming from where we came from in the beginning, from where I'm from, and moving to Dubai, and seeing that lifestyle we had before versus what mm. we have now. And even going back to my hometown, where it's tribal areas mm. and everything, you have a lot of respect for what you have. Uh, whereas some other people who are usually grown in it, in a lifestyle which is very mm. well off, they tend not to, not necessarily appreciate, but understand the struggles that others could go through. And it's not their fault. It's just they haven't been open, their, their eyes haven't been open to yeah. it. Once they do, they appreciate it. So th that's where that, I guess, humility comes from. Yeah. Is knowing that tomorrow, I don't know what could happen tomorrow. Everything could go in a second. I don't know. But at least if I treat everyone with love and respect and I expect that much in return, um, you know, it's a side note on that part is the word expect was a very close person to me um, in life, more of a spiritual kind of person beyond that is what he says. Um, he told me that in life, don't w one is the struggle of me compromising myself of who I am. And I told him, I said, you know, when I'm trying to be the best person I can be and people shoot me down, why should I continue? Why should I bother? So he said, the way you need to see it is always focus on the intention, not the expectation. So the intention yeah. is I open the door for you because I'm a polite person and I don't expect you to do anything. If I went with the expectations, I open the door for you and expect you to say thank you so much. I don't. So that's something that's very dear to me in my life and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So so you had come back to Dubai. Yeah. I came after back, that moment. Oh, after all of that, it was <laughs> there's there's a lot more to the story which I can't go much into yeah, detail about, yeah. but <laughs> it was it's funny how that transpired, but long story short, came back to Dubai. Um, tried turning my life around. I even told my parents, I said, you, you just wait and see what I'm going to do. I'm going to build myself up. I'm going to change who I was previously. And uh, they were like, sure, good luck with that. <laughs> Let's see. And uh, they did. And alhamdulillah, I'm at a different point in life. I'm, I'm still 0.01% of where I want to be in life. But I see that as an amazing thing because I have 99.99% to grow. 
You know what I mean? So that's something I always want to continue doing until my dying day, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you said that you lost weight as well. Uh, yeah. Well, and now everyone knows you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I gained, <laughs> so I went to the States. I was about 76, 78 kilos. Came back, I was 108 kilos. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it's, 30. Oh, yeah. Only, only, only. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I was challenging myself and uh, <laughs> get back to Dubai and just ended up uh, like I've been fluctuating ever since. I'm around 96 kilos right now, which is not bad compared to 108, yeah. but definitely need to go down and working on that as we speak. And a lot of other interesting things happened along the way as well regarding my own health, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, I, have, I just got diagnosed with uh, nothing crazy, ADHD. Okay, and no, because when you say yeah. I just got diagnosed, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah it's a, no, maybe no start pressure. with I have a, yeah, example, I, have I got diagnosed with. Oh I my mean, god, like, that was the just turn off the camera, <laughs> stop the show again, please. <laughs> so, the, the, the funny thing for me was I was trying to figure out, you know, why am I not consistent with a few things in my life? And my mom was like, Well, why don't you check for ADD? I'm like, Haha, very funny. I've heard of it, I didn't know what it was mm -hmm. exactly, I just thought it was a psychological thing. And I checked into it. I saw the symptoms I had were similar. And then I said, okay, before I doctor Google myself, um, yeah. let me figure out like with the actual doctor. So I went to a doctor, did this thing called the Tova test. And I came back two days later for the result. <laughs> and he's looking at me, he's like, so uh, Barzan, did you, uh, did you see the results? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I did. And he's like, did you see any abnormalities? And I'm like, well, it said it wasn't normal, but I don't see the, the anything else. He said, do you see the spectrum? I'm like, no. There was nothing there. He said, okay, let's how, how about we have a look at it once again? I'm like, okay, cool. And <laughs> there was like plus 10 to zero, normal. Zero to negative 10, abnormal. Okay. You have ADHD. So he's like, do you see where you are on the spectrum? And I'm like, no. He's like, look to the left. And it's like negative 12.27. <laughs> wow. You're and even over the 10. Yeah, though. I'm over, like beyond. And so I was in shock. He was just like... Um, so had you not told me what you've gone through in life, I would have sworn that you're lying to me. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how, you, how you've been managing, honestly. So long story short, before I turn this into a science lesson, it's <laughs> just for the viewers out there, is ADD essentially is there, or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is there because you have a lack of dopamine in your system. And what dopamine does is that feel-good factor yeah, in your body. Yeah. Your body has a certain amount that's normally in there already. And then when you, uh, when you get... You know, when you get excited by something, you increase the dopamine. In my case, I don't have enough dopamine in my system. So what that means is my brain keeps telling me, okay, you got to do something or find something to constantly get yeah. your dopamine up. And that's why you tend to um, biologically not pay attention properly. or It could actually affect a few or areas you, of your life. Maybe you get bored easily and you have to go on to the next thing. So beyond bored easily, it's actually affected people's relationships, marriages, work, um, home, everything in their life like you're not attentive in the moment and in a lot of things it's not even about being attentive uh, people with adhd could be uh, perceived as aggressive they could be perceived as agitated they could be even mixed up with being bipolar there's so many different things mm -hmm. that people normally aren't aware of and i, I found it out because i mad went into it researched it and then i got the diagnosis and that helped me understand things a lot better yeah, you went into it man oh yeah that's <laughs> proper like yeah, yeah. full on yeah. yeah but since then medication it my life is different. It's beautiful. And I'm so happy that my mom helped me in saying this could have been it. Because she literally helped diagnose me. 28 years old, she was the one that literally yeah. caught it. So God bless her for that. I love her very much for that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Zan. What a... <laughs>
What a roller coaster ride. On a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> On a lighter note. Yes, let's take yeah. it lighter. Um, yeah, definitely. You, <laughs> you, uh, you do, uh, which we have got a bit of a taste of, is uh, okay. you do a lot of um, accents, impressions, and and. When I mentioned you on the show, I actually mentioned you specifically for those reasons. Which one was it? The well, it was Doctor Phil, <laughs> but I old no, but I, I I'll be uh, mentioning it for the third time, and all the viewers are like, oh my gosh, why are you saying it for like the third time? But it's like you you talked about the um, uh, the trigger words again, oh, like yeah. how you use you use words <laughs> to to sound like the person. Sometimes yeah. you might not sound exactly like that person, but sure. if you use a trigger word. There is. Um, yeah, I, I, did you? So you went into that whole detail. I I, I didn't go into su- super detail. Oh, okay. I just mentioned just kind of that. So if you have more, please share. Uh, <laughs> so um, in the fear of sounding redundant, <laughs> a bit, but essentially, from my point of view, when you're talking about trigger words, it's looking at one thing that helps you get into the character the best way mm-hmm. possible, right? So in the case of Doctor Phil, it's what the problem is. So like, you know what the you know what the problem is, is you. You can see like I slowly transitioned in that sentence. You know what I mean. So I say that to myself prior prior to doing it. So it kind of like gets me into the flow. The, yeah. yeah. And then you now you need to find your own voice. You gotta find a plane, a train, even a bus. As long as you get there. So it's it's something that helped me with trying to identify different accents and their unique points on how to build yeah. that up basically. And, and you have these for maybe. Oh gosh. All, all the different accents. I mean, I want to get into those, like <laughs> some of the impressions that you do. Um, but you yeah. said there's a story also behind how yeah. you know how to do these accents. So story is not as as crazy as one would think. Um, I The first comedian I ever saw was thanks to my cousin, um, was a comedian called Pablo Francisco. So I prior know. to Russell Peters, because everyone usually thinks when you do I accents, you think Russell him. Peters. But you know Pablo. I Pablo Francisco's him. accents were like, Going from like you know uh, he had the the cinema guy yeah. voice. He Don had, Lafontaine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the guy was amazing. He had that voice. He had Arnold Schwarzenegger, but did a beautiful job. And he even had Keanu Reeves back yeah. then, yeah. <laughs> uh, the internet sweetheart. And um, from there, I started falling in love with accents. And then Russell Peters came into play, and a lot of the accents he was talking about were people who I was surrounded by. Mm. For the most part, I, I met so many different people from around the world that I started to understand certain rhythms in their accents and I could build it up from there. Um, but it's it's not that I, I do impressions to make fun. It's actually the appreciation and understanding of the accent and its origins as well. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at um, the Iranian accent, for example, compared to my, my first language, which is actually Dari Farsi, which is the OG Farsi, is what they call it. They, they call it Shakespeare Farsi. OG uh, Farsi. OG Farsi, because like, so prior like, to the let's shot, let's put a millennial word next to something <laughs> traditional. Yeah, legit. Man. I got, I got, I got to mix that up, right? So, basically, you know, um, prior to the Shah of Iran, who was very influenced by the French, it was, it was more rigid. It was kind of like ours, which was kind of like Chihalaran, Chihabar, Chikarmekun, Kujarafteran. It sounds more rigid. Yeah. But as the Shah came in, you even noticed uh, French words that were added on into there. So when they're saying tashakur, they say tashakur merci. 
So, oh, okay. So, okay. but it's become Man, more flamboyant, by the way. Man, Alex, this guy's a this guy's a linguist. <laughs> I know, man. By the way, it's like, yeah, it's like don't uh, send me short, man. You know, Jay Z, my only friend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like it's mental health, you know, <laughs> language, yeah. you know, entrepreneurship. Oh, uh, imagine if I didn't have if I if I was without my medication for ADHD, I would never. Oh my god, this. you're on medication now. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. What? I, yeah, dude. Like, oh my god, it's well, it's changed my life. Okay, you think I'm hyper now? You should see me without the meds. <laughs> <laughs> should have come without it. Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. So, so looking at the Iranian Farsi now is it's more flamboyant. So when they're talking, say like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's don't very sing-songy. Yeah. yeah, don't be a stupid. Aren't you a retarded? What are you talking about? <laughs> whereas, whereas it's kind of like. Why, why, why does it sound like that? Mm, mm. <laughs> and they say the same thing to us. They're like, but why do you sound like you're talking Shakespeare? <laughs> Who says that though? The Iranians say that to us. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> My people, wow. low-key, I'm not going to say anything yet. You'll find out at the end of the show. Okay. Or if we make a part two, then I'll okay. keep it for that. Part two? Oh my God. <laughs> um, so that's the story of the OG Farsi. OG Farsi. Yeah, and Dari Farsi. What, what about like the I Afghanistan think... Farsi? Okay. Yeah. And, and what, what else do you do? You do... Uh, um, <laughs> Surprise! Um, <laughs> but you have also like, uh, uh, I say like me- Mexican. Oh, oh yeah. And so you have, I mean, obviously American is quite, yeah. quite. Um, one of, you have to if you're doing impressions, you yeah. have to have American. Oh, definitely. You do like Mexican, <laughs> Indian. You do you do Stewie. Oh as my gosh, well, yeah. and you do. What like, you're talking about? And I <laughs> get over here. <laughs> there was one of the one of the best ones was um, you know my mom. Uh, keep in mind in Dubai and Sharjah and these places, yeah. um, you have a lot of influence from rap culture, right? Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> so she said, "Don't do certain things." I'm like, "Ah, oh, okay, fine." But then I got there and I met a lot of people from different cultures, different races. Met my black friends. The first time I met them. I said, let's have some fun because they couldn't figure out, figure out where I was from. So I said, uh, yo, man, that sounds silly. They're like, yo, my, my brother, hold up, man. You, you sound uh, black. I'm like, yeah, bro, that's because I'm a quarter black. And they're, <laughs> and they're like, for real? And I'm like, let me see how much I can mess with this guy. And I'm like, yeah, man, plus I got that uh, Michael Jackson's disease. And there was like silence for like three seconds. He's like dead staring me like, yo, I feel you, man. Jamal, check on this white <laughs> brother. <laughs> And I'm like, and I told him like, uh, nah, bro, I'm messing with you. I'm uh, from Pakistan. And he goes, oh, cool, cool, man. Uh, that's next to Israel, right? I'm like, nah, nah, bro, that's Palestine, man. <laughs> He's like, whatever, man. I love hummus. <laughs> wow. I'm like, me too, bro, but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, but it was great, though. Like, it happened to a lot of my friends when I first met them. I was just, I would get bored and I'd just mess around with different accents. <laughs> it was there was uh, one friend of mine in Spanish class, uh, <laughs> Baggy. Shout out to you if you ever see this. <laughs> the first time we met, we we're in Spanish class. Uh, she's Indian, but based in Jersey, full on. And basically, three, four classes in, I look at everyone. No one wants to talk to me for some reason. I couldn't figure it out. I found out afterwards. Uh, it was a funnier one. But point is, is that next to me, I see her. So I spoke to her in Hindi and I asked her, hey, do we have homework today? When I full said Hindi. It, full Hindi. Yeah. I'm like, homework, homework, hey, Aj. Like, it's like basic. It's yeah, not yeah. even like Shakespeare level stuff. It's just, yeah. is it, do we have homework? And he, she looks at me and she's like, you're talking to me? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. He's like, what did you just say? And I, said, and I said the same thing again. She's like, how you speak Hindi? Like, she got defensive. Yeah. <laughs> how you speak Hindi? I'm like, because I'm from Pakistan. <laughs> and she's like, 
no, you're not. And I'm like, no, yes, I am. <laughs> She's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, I think I would know where I'm from. And yeah, and then we became like mad tight after that. <laughs> Bless her and her family, man. Shout out to you guys. Um, yeah, there was there was always a funny situation yeah. that would happen. I had a I had an interesting. Ra- I dealt with racism in different parts of the world. <laughs> I don't know how much I can get into this, but it's Please all don't. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. The, the the funny part is in all of those instances, there was there was a way to find the humor in it. Yes, yes. So I've never been offended by racism, especially because it's been at me. <laughs> you know, yeah. from like my own country to other countries I've lived in to other countries I've visited. And I, maybe that's for another time, but in, in all those situations. Or in, ever. <laughs> in all of those situations, I was never offended. I would mm. just find the humor, and that helped me understand the world better. Yeah. And I was able to actually converse, converse with some of those guys and get them out of that mindset where they were just stuck on one fixated aspect of what it means to be a Pakistani or yeah. whatever it is that you guys have done this or you guys have caused us this problem or that problem and it worked out so there's a way around it it's just about having the patience to explain and not try and defend yeah or box someone in compartmentalize absolutely them. but from our side the ones that are being um, accused of something that we've never done <laughs> you know it's it's us trying to have the patience to explain it to yeah. someone who's coming from a place where they're very hurt and that does take time but for the most part, it tends to yield good results. Yeah, at least in my experience, <laughs> it's a very good yeah. view, mate. And that's uh, that's how you, uh, uh. you know, we'll get into that the stand-up comedy part. But uh. <laughs> I want to challenge you before we go on to the next. Uh, I want to challenge you with some of your accents. So, okay, I want to tell you maybe a scenario and uh, please uh, act it out <laughs> with the required accent. Oh gosh. Okay. okay so I want you to. Um, okay. So, so Jay Z stuck in traffic and he's at Barsha. Oh, and he's man. trying to go to, he's trying to go to <laughs> DIFC, uh-huh. and he's trying to get a uh, fat burger on the way. <laughs> I'm ordering fat burger on the way from Bursa to DIFC. Oh man, okay, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, uh, <laughs> give me a second. That is, I was so descriptive right now. <laughs> yo, yo, it's your boy Jay. Uh, <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm heading out of Bosha Heights. <laughs> they call it TCOM, yep. <laughs> and we we go in uh to uh, DIFC. You got a uh, we got a we got an apartment over there <laughs> up in River Island. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh can you uh, deliver in like 20 minutes cuz uh baby blue ivy going to kill me. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> oh my god. Over. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, that Thanks, was funny. Bro. <laughs> okay, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Okay, uh, Stewie. Mm-hmm. Okay, from Family Guy. <laughs> My and Stewie's a bit rusty, just so I haven't practiced it in a while. But well, we could, we could definitely try. Trigger words. Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> My own moves being used against yes. me. Some Jedi yes. mind trick. Throw right some there. poison on the poison. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Stewie, trying to buy a full, a three-piece suit, for, for an upcoming Lebanese wedding, and he's buying oh, it from. Man. Wait, he's buying it from. He's buying from JBR. <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. Stewie going to a Lebanese wedding in Dubai or like oh, in Lebanon? No, it's in Lebanon. It's in Lebanon. It's in okay, Lebanon. Okay. But he's buying Crucial information. A, a t- yeah, he's buying a fully tailored <laughs> three-piece suit from, from boutique. From J- uh, and I forgot the name of the place. Uh, I forgot the name of the place, but it's in JBR. Uh, <laughs> this place, I forgot. We give a plug out. <laughs> yeah, I, and I can't. Uh, oh, man. Uh, 
Oh man, no, I, I'm trying, man. This is tough. Oh, did <laughs> you see? Did you see you doing this? Hi, I'd like to buy something that makes me look a little lathered, if you know what I mean. Perhaps you can get me a, a three-piece with two buttons on either side, and a bit of baby oil to go with the the thin leather straps that are on each elbow. Yes. And uh, you need this for what, sir? Why the deuce are you asking me? <laughs> okay, if you must know, I'm going to a wedding in Beirut. <laughs> yes. Beirut? Beirut, yes. Because when we go there, we have some cool whip. I'm sorry, what's that? Cool? Co- cool whip. Because <laughs> they have a lot of pie there. And when they have pie, they have cool whip. You yeah, can't we- have pie without cool whip. <laughs> we have pie, but not the same. It's all uh, meat pies, actually. D- does it have cool whip? No. <laughs> no, it has lebne, if you must know. <laughs> 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 okay, let's let's do one more. Let's do one more. Um, okay. God, uh, tell me one of the characters that you do, not accents, so maybe characters. Oh gosh, um, back when I was doing videos, <laughs> God, it was a long time ago. It's like three years ago, I think, something like that. Three and a half. Yeah. Um, funny thing was, I never wanted to step on any country's toes, and obviously, there's usually a prop- popular name that's yeah. in each country. So what I kind of did was put my first initial on there, not the whole thing, uh, the first initial on there to kind of give it its own sitch, right? So if it was Arash, Iranian, you'd go with Abash. Or, okay. or Shibu, there was, I put Shibu. Later on, I found out that's actually a real name there as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much for that. And then there was uh, Alejandro from uh, Philippines. It was Balejandro. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I never did it. To, to actually legit make a character, it just kind of happened where anytime I did an Indian accent afterwards or Pakistani accent or whatever, they, they, people might like my followers would actually be like, oh, dude, that Shibu again. Yeah, dude, good job, bro. You brilliant. Yeah, you killed it, bro. A thousand percent. A thousand percent, bro. <laughs> and I had amazing fans, man. They, they actually reenacted one of my skits. There was three of them back in the UK. Uh, I think they were from India originally. And they did a, they did a decent job. Uh, I'll give it to them for that. But that's the thing I appreciate it, is that there are a lot of good sports out there. There are some people who will get offended, and it's genuinely not from a place of me coming at them. Mm-hmm. It's just they personally feel that some people can construe that as offensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's normally the case. And you'll never have 100% of an audience loving your work. It's impossible. Yeah, no, no way. Even if you're Kevin Hart. You can everyone. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. So from my side, coming back to your question again, which one was it? Uh, <laughs> just do one more. Do one more <laughs> If there's an, any, any character that you know, and then you can, oh, I can God. tell you the scenario before. Okay. <laughs> the scenario. Uh, you could do Filipino accent. You can do the Philippines accent. Manny Indian Pacquiao? Accent. Go with Manny Pacquiao. Oh, Manny Pacquiao. Sure, why not? <laughs> okay. okay. I don't know his full-on accent, but I can do it. Well, yeah. okay, well, okay. I mean, I could tell you a funny story. Uh, yeah, go ahead. There's, there's a friend of mine. Shout out to you, Alvin. Love you, man. <laughs> he's one of our guys uh, in our in our family business, and I love this guy because, mashallah, he's such a smart guy. But the funny thing in him being so smart is that he cannot say something simply. It's always oh, very yeah. well well articulated to the point where it's like above my not like my IQ. <laughs> you know what I mean? So one day he came up to me. And he's like, uh, Barshan, I wanted to uh, come here to congratulate you on the uh, consummation of your birth. And I said, uh, Alvin, are you trying to say happy birthday? He said, affirmative, yes. 
<laughs> I love the guy, man. The guy's brilliant. <laughs> He's a good sport. He, he he knows I'm never coming from a hard place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's awesome, man. Oh, dude, awesome. definitely. Uh, earlier, you mentioned um, uh, about philanthropy. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. What what uh, where is it directed to? Okay. Yeah, so it's it's a long story, but the long story short is it all started with my father who, God bless, when he had nothing, would give blood because that's all he could give. He started building up a network, so he helped hospitals get uh, locations in tribal areas where you couldn't get mm. lo- you couldn't get those spots. It was impossible unless you knew someone. Then from there, he went out into the world where he was invited into organizations like the GPC, the Global Philanthropist Circle, which houses some of the most well-respected families in the world. Um, From there, he ended up focusing on modern-day slavery uh, with a friend of his who started the Walk Free Foundation. And they essentially got religious leaders of the world to come together and fight against modern-day slavery. Um, Everyone laughed. They're like, good luck. They don't agree on anything. Mm -hmm. How are they going to all come together? SubhanAllah, they, they all met at the Vatican. Uh, alongside the Pope, they all signed uh, from every faith around wow. the world. Um, following that was when the Pope, uh, the current Pope, had actually traveled to the United Nations in New York mm. a few years back to give his speech. Uh, one of the points that he had mentioned, there were three. One was about environmental degradation. The other one was about modern-day slavery. And the third one, I can't quite remember. But because of that speech, the United Nations at that point was making something called the Sustainable Development Goals, SDGs. There are 17 of them. From there, goal number eight, inside of it, there's 10 points. Goal 8.7 was a result of the Pope coming and speaking, which is 8.7 is about ending modern-day slavery Mm. through transparency and supply chains. So after my father saw this goal in the points, he said, my God, this goal is everything I've been focused on for most of my life, and this is what I want to achieve. So he said, instead of me trying to reinvent the wheel, I'm going to take on goal eight, uh, which is essentially sustainable economic, uh, what is it? Sustainable economic development, essentially. Um, oh, sorry, sustainable economic growth. And um, he created an organization called the Global Sustainability Network, what we call GSN. And I was alongside him, my colleague Miguel, who's now heading the entire organization. God bless him, he's phenomenal. Um, for about uh, four years now, we are over 1,100 members who are all leaders and innovators from around the world who come from business, government, community, media, faith, academia, you name it, all to focus on uh, achieving goal number eight in its entirety. And we've met the most amazing people, our platform. that we don't, we don't, it's, We're not essentially a charity, we're more of a platform yeah. that brings these leaders yeah. together to do something good. And in all of that, we've had amazing stories, like uh, one of our members, Vinith Mehra, I think he was with uh, working with Kela Satyarthi, who is a Nobel Prize winner back in 2014, the same year as Malala. So, uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So he had actually, he's been freeing slaves uh, in India for I think God knows how many years now, uh, probably 80,000 slaves or something like that. He's, mashallah, he's amazing. Those two collaborated together on our platform. They created a beta testing uh, version of this app which uses facial re- recognition technology on smartphones to detect child slaves. Within their testing wow. alone, I think it was two or 3,000 minimum uh, children or uh, yeah. slaves were identified and freed because of the beta test of that app. That's just one example of the power of what we have as a platform. You have Quincy Jones, God bless yeah. everyone knows him, 
who worked alongside one of our other members, Tony Shino, and they collaborated with CNN uh, under a gentleman called Leif Corliam, who heads the Freedom Project for mm -hmm. CNN. And they did a whole campaign where they got cinematographers around the world to make videos about uh, abuse, about slavery in their own city or country. Yeah. And it was a short thing, and it was a worldwide competition that was being hosted on CNN, supported by uh, Quincy himself, who announced the winner as well. And that's the level of proactiveness that we have on the platform. So that's yeah. something we're going strong with. You're a proper uh, public speaker, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you know your points. You, um, know, uh, you know your points. I'm working on it. Yeah. Long way to go. And on to the next one. <laughs> Stand-up comedy. Well, yeah. before, oh before stand-up comedy, yeah. I want to ask you, uh, what, what do you think of the name of the show? Uh, nobody's famous. Oh man, that, that we were. We were um, it was funny because I was on the way here, and I was thinking about myself. I wasn't even. I, the funny part is I didn't even know the show's name until we got inside. Great, thanks for yeah. following. <laughs> I will now. I'm coming to a show I don't know nothing about. <laughs> Great. Uh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> uh, <Ouch>. but, <laughs> but basically, uh, sorry. But basically, on the way here, I was saying that you know, like. One, I was like so like humbled and honored. I was like so like honored the fact that like you would invite me to your show. I'm like, wow, who am I that he's inviting? Yeah, yeah. Ex exactly. And then you're like, welcome to the Nobody Show, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Nobody's famous. And yeah. I was like, that's genius. That's in my mind. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not your uh, Tony Robbins or your Bill Gates of the world, but from what I've understood a bit in life and where I'm headed in, I I appreciate that there's a platform where I could kind of voice certain things that I've understood in life mm -hmm. that I feel some other people may actually appreciate or understand that they're going through as well. Which is why I was kind of being open about some of the things I have because yeah. I can imagine they had struggles with understanding what they're going through or maybe they didn't even realize they had it or understanding that it's not only a psychological thing or going through a lot in your life and then kind of saying, why me? Which to be honest, I'm lucky. I am so blessed at this point in my life that I'm still alive and that, I, that I'm in better health than other people I know yeah. that I could do something about it. So yeah, just try to find the, the light in every situation because that'll always help you grow better. Yeah. Thank you, Brazan. Oh, uh, it's wise words. You're welcome. Wise words. Anytime. Um, final question to you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is about your um, potential stand-up comedy Career, mm. okay. <laughs> is, is that is that uh, something that can be a potential? Can actually become reality? I, if you ask, if my mom was here right now, she'd be like yelling because <laughs> she's like, "Why are you not doing this right now? Leave everything, do this full time." She's, or she wants you I to love her, and she's she very, wants you to do that. Oh yeah, but the funny thing is, it's not even like from a motherly place where like your mom mm. always supports mm. you. No, no, no. If I if I look bad, my mom's be like, "Yeah, you, you got a little too fat, didn't you, buddy?" And I'm like, "Really, mom?" I thought you loved me. It's like she's like, nah. no. <laughs> she's no. like, nah, fatty, lose some weight. I'm like, all right, Puma, love you. <laughs> but, but, but that's why I love her because she's real. So it's like she told me, she's like, you are literally wasting your talent right now. I've had friends, you know, uh, who've, who've said the same, yeah. family who've said the same, and I want to get back. But you know how it is when when you're working on one thing and you're dedicating so much time and effort yeah. to it to try and do your it's passion. A risk. Take a risk. Exactly. You, you you literally have to go out on a limb to do it. And logically speaking, yeah, I should try. But trying to find the time is the hardest thing. And that's something I need to fix. I would love to. I did stand up before 800 people. You did? Yeah. I did stand up for 800 people. Then I got an award for it. Oh, God knows. What? Like 10 years ago. Yeah. 
Um, and then I did another 500 with the same act, five minutes. It wasn't that long, but it, I had already gotten a taste of it. It was the most amazing experience of my life. I felt like I won the World Cup. <laughs> Single-handedly won the World so Cup. So you have no issues being on stage? I, well, it turns out I don't. <laughs> like, I found out in that situation. It was the first wow. time that I'd ever gone up on stage by myself. There's uh, nothing left to do, man. Uh, <laughs> Just write material. Well, I, the one thing I keep hearing about famous comedians is the best thing you can do in your life as a comedian is to bomb, is to literally fail. Fail. At a, yep. at, a, at a stand-up gig, which I haven't had, which scares me even more because now it's like I got the best reactions I could. It can't mm. usually get better from there, even though my materials matured. I, like my, my jokes are completely different three years ago than they were yeah, than they are today. Imagine 10 years ago. So I'm going the right direction. I've gotten awards for um, not only stand-up comedy, but for I've, I've done um, these, these cross-college competitions yeah. where the previous year to me coming in they they their team unfortunately didn't do so well they were supposed to be a comedy skit but it turned out that everyone thought they were a drama was how bad it was and me me coming in and some of the other guys coming in they were amazing talents we got first place out of like i think it was like 10 15 colleges um and then on top of that i got blessed to to get first place uh as, as best actor which i, I was shocked by and that's a it's a combination of Stewie Griffin yeah. and Mr. Burns yeah. from Family Guy, <laughs> uh, from Simpsons, sorry. You're like yeah. an onion, man. <laughs> Every layer I peel is, is something new. And more stinky. <laughs> it's just it's eye-watering, man. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's yeah. like a linguist. Gosh darn it. Uh, well, public speaker we found out now. Stand-up <laughs> comedian, <laughs> mental health expert. And what else? What are you not, Burzan? Famous, <laughs> not famous, <laughs> not famous. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, before we end this, do you have a question for me? What's your last name? Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know I your thought, last name. I thought he was looking at the time. When am <laughs> I going to leave? <laughs> Literally, the, my better half is just calling me oh, right oh now. My God. That was like perfect timing. Oh you just said end. And she's like, hey, where you at? I was like, <laughs> love you, baby. <laughs> Soon to be wife. Um, Congrats. Man, question for you, bro. Oh, man, I got a million. Which one do I start with? A million? Yeah. Wow. Because I mean, well, I I would love hanging out with you the little time that we usually get, yeah, but like I want to yeah. see you more. But I think you're mainly in Abu Dhabi for the yeah, most part. That's yeah. the thing. Oh man, um, what would you say is your purpose in life? Because <laughs> there's a follow up from my side. I could either say that to you now on why I'm asking yeah. it, or I could let you answer and then tell you why I asked that question. It's up to you. I can answer. Okay. And always the guests like to give me tough questions. <laughs> Just got asked to sing. You're kidding. You know, um, uh, Genius. For, for, for last episode. Now this one is, oh God. <laughs> oh God. Um, my purpose in life. Uh, I mean, I actually did not know okay. what my purpose was for a long time, for uh, most of my 20s. And then um, uh, it was quite... Uh, Def uh, defeating to to not know because I had I had this idea that I'd work in an NGO and then I had this idea that I want to work in producing video games which I still do and then I wanted to uh, work in entertainment but then when I was in entertainment I found out that um, th I said this many times but I realized that I, people were telling me about how how um, how good I was in voiceover mm -hmm. and and that you know I should really pursue this. But I think that my purpose is not just that. My purpose is to, I, I like to see, uh, I like to, I enjoy it when people mm. laugh 
when I do, for example, my uh, you know my voiceover stuff, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel my my purpose is. Uh, gosh, it's a hard question. Um, <laughs> Maybe I can give you some reference into yeah. it because this is exactly the funny thing. When when I got asked this, it was a very funny situation that happened, and. I remember I tried answering the question probably 10, 15 times and I got it wrong every time. Mm. Literally the guy, <laughs> it was it was a gentleman who came by our house um, who was a friend of my father's and unfortunately health-wise he was dealing with a few personal issues, but very successful guy, very young, very successful. And in his uh, state, he, he looked at me and he goes, uh, what's your purpose in life? I'm like, I don't, I don't know what accent he has, yeah, but that's, was, that's literally what it, it was, sounded like to me. Yeah, it's stuck in my head. Yeah, that's exactly what I felt. And I was like, what's your purpose in life? And I'm like, uh, what? And he's like, what's your purpose in life? And I'm like, well, um, you know, I want to do comedy. I want to do media. I want to make people laugh and blah, blah, blah. And I want to do this and that. He said, no, but that's, that's what you want to do. Well, I, mm. What's your purpose in life? And I'm like, okay, well, hmm. And I kept answering the same way because I'm like, what, what more do you want me to say? You know what I mean? I'm a kid. And uh, 15 times into it, <laughs> we're sitting at the dinner table. He, he wouldn't, we were sitting at the dinner table. He wouldn't let it go. On the 15th time, around that time, he kept on saying it. I looked at him frustrated. My father's right across me. He's on my left. And he said it one last time. And I looked at him. I said, to build a legacy. I didn't think. I just said it. Yeah. But I said it very aggressively. And I'm like, oh my God, I just yelled at him. <laughs> and I looked at him and I look at my dad. My dad's in shock. I look at him. And it's he looks, something you shout, by the way. Yeah, with a legacy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, because you're so frustrated, right? And he literally just looks at me with his glass and just goes, cheers. And then just had a drink. And it made me think about it that, you know, building a legacy doesn't mean you have to be famous globally. It means that you're building something whereby you're remembered, right? That memory doesn't have to be by billions of people. It could actually be by one single person. Mm. And that's the way I see myself, that anything I do in life, whether it's from work, my passion, my family, my friends, uh, the, the CEO of a company to a janitor, to a valet guy, to anyone, I do my best to build a legacy that they remember the good in whatever I could give with whatever little I have. Yeah. And God bless, I've, I've seen situations that have arised purely because of that without, again, the expectation, purely my intention. And so that's, so now I'll ask you the same question again. Yeah. You asked me the same, same question again. Same question again. Just think about that. Cause I feel like you had- And I have an answer now. I have an answer now. Yeah? Brilliant. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, People always talk about how they, and I do this a lot. I compare myself to others Hmm. and I see somebody that's, oh my God, I should be like that. Maybe I should be like that. I should do more. I should work hard. Hmm. uh, you realize that the race is only with yourself. Mm. Uh, it's not with anybody else because at the end, it, it's just with yourself. So I think I think my purpose in life, and here mm. we go, mm. is to be the best person that I can be. So yeah. if I'm if I'm at 20 years old, if and now I'm 30, mm. and now you know my age, <laughs> is, is I'm I'm better plot than twist. I was. Yeah, plot twist. <laughs> I'm older than you think. Um, <laughs> that I'm I'm basically better than I was when I was 20. When I'm 40, will I be better than I was when I was 30? Okay. Then I feel that that I'm fulfilling my purpose. It's amazing. And it has nothing to do with anyone around me. It's brilliant, bro. Perfect. Nail it. And on that note, I'm out. (laughs) Get out of here. You You are late. You don't know the show. Oh, man. What are you doing? I'll I'll follow you right now, I swear. (laughs) Um, I think we'll end it at that, uh, Barzan. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thanks Uh, for having me. Thank you so much. It's been exciting. And uh, a lot of the accents <laughs> in, in the middle. 
a lot of uh, things that shouldn't have been said. Uh, I just say, <laughs> say it that way. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Any last uh, last uh, points, words? Briefly. <laughs> well, you know, uh, first of all, thank you for having me here. Uh, gosh, I, I got not much uh, to go on here. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It was just a phenomenal journey you took me through. Uh, I think I'm really questioning a lot of things I'm doing right now <laughs> as a result of this interview. Uh, but I do appreciate every second you've been able to give me. <laughs> well, great. Thank you so much, Bazan. Hey. And with that, uh, we'll sign off on the Nobody's Famous podcast. You can find us on uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Rami. You can watch us on YouTube. Please don't watch us while driving. Just listen to us. And we'll be with you all the way. Signing off. <laughs>